in today's show. It's the start of the NBA season. It's week one for fantasy basketball, and I'm here to preview it. Streaming, big days, low days, what we do with ads, weekly leagues, all of that stuff. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. We are available on all platforms. Again, an apologies for the voice. It's a bit croaky. I could cough at any point. Hopefully, I'll be able to pause and get that out of here, but we'll hope it's all right. Week one is upon us. So it's time to do a week one preview, <clears throat> what we need to look at. Remember, in a Roto League, this isn't really that important. In a Roto League, try stick with your best guys. Your 10 guys, keep them in there. You don't have to move guys in and out when they're playing and then when they're not. Your games cap takes care of that. Takes care of that. But in a head-to-head format, whether that's points or categories, streaming, using the schedule to your advantage, using your waiver acquisitions is massively important. <clears throat> of course, if you're in the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl, you have to be paying attention to the weekly games limit as well. And plenty of leagues have that option too. So just always be aware of your individual settings. So let's have a look how week one shapes out in the NBA. Fantasy Basketball, warning. <laughs> All right. Of course, we don't have a game Monday. We know that. The season starts on Tuesday. Really easy stuff. Kick us in. It's a, week, it's a weird schedule. It's a, little, um, it's a little unbalanced. That does give us streaming options on certain days and make sure we really have to pay attention to what we're doing in terms of waiver acquisitions and how we use our moves. There's two games opening night on Tuesday. There are 12 on Wednesday. That gets everyone started, basically apart from two teams. And then we've got two games on Thursday. So as you can see, if you are watching this on YouTube, the days highlighted in red are your quality game days. What's a quality game, Josh? I hear you ask or frantically type. A quality game is a game that is played on a lower volume NBA day. To me, that cutoff is nine or fewer because when you hit 10 or more games in a day, you often have to make start-sit decisions. You've got 11 guys playing and 10 active slots. On a nine-game day, you're usually okay. Anything less than that, you're fine. So you don't have to make those decisions. And also, it means on those heavy volume days, 10 games or more, adding someone off the waiver wire doesn't make any sense because you'd add them unless they were just so good. But if they're just guys to get you an extra game, they come in as your 11th or 12th guy and sit on the bench and you waste an ad and you waste a game. So the days highlighted in red are your streaming days. We've got two on Thursday. We've got 12 on Wednesday, full day. We've got two on Thursday, great streaming day. We've got 11 on Friday, bad day, full day. And then we've got the weekend, which is pretty good. Nine on Saturday, seven on Sunday. Now, some people, depending on how you've drafted, a nine-game day might actually fill you up. I don't think it will, but 
yeah, vast, vast majority of times, a nine-game day will not fill you up if you run the st- standard structure of 13, um, 13 teams, 13 players on a roster, sorry, 10 starters, three bench. It, it won't fill you up. So that is, that's how we sit for the week. So we're targeting the red days, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. That's how the week starts. That's how the week is. So how, what about volume of games for teams? Every team plays three games, except the Bucks, the Knicks, the Nets, and the Mavericks. Everybody else plays three games. Those four teams play two games, and even amongst those two-game teams, there's differences. For example, the Bucks play two games on Thursday and Saturday, both days where you can stream those options in. The Knicks and the Nets play those games on Wednesday and Friday, 12 and 11 games. So if you've got a fringe Knicks player, if you're adding or streaming in an Emmanuel quickly, a Derek Rose, a Quentin Grimes, even an Isaiah Hartenstein, if you're trying for a Dayron Sharp or a Cameron Thomas because you've seen that Curry and Harris are out for Brooklyn, you just won't use those guys. And that can be okay. We often will take L's in week one because you're not absolutely just scraping and fighting to get wins, you'll just hold on to a guy. So if you've got Hartenstein, it's a bad week for the Knicks, you'll hold him, right? You'll just hold him. Let's see what Thibodeau does. If you've got quickly, you'll hold him. If you've got a Dallas player, I don't really know who they were, Dinwiddie maybe? Because Wood and Doncic obviously hold, but Dinwiddie, you probably hold, even though they've only got one quality game this week. You might use them once. Like the Finney Smiths and Bullocks, I don't think should have been drafted in 12-team formats to begin with. But we sometimes take that L in week one because we're trying to make longer plays. Hey, let's see. Man, this guy's popping off. Do we grab him? And then, oh, no, we're just going to drop him because he had a, he sucked in this performance. Like, oh, my God, Keegan Murray was so bad. He played 20 minutes and scored four points. I've got to drop him. No, no, you just got to hold him. And we take some early Ls, often because of these things as teams and players and rookies and coaches all settle into things. Things can be wildly out of whack early in the season. But those teams do have bad schedules this week. Knicks and Nets in particular. Mavericks with one quality game out of two. And the Bucs have the two games. But it's a a two-game week for the Bucs from a streaming perspective is maybe better than a three-game week for the Hawks who play only one quality game. That's worth noting. Of course, you can check all this out over at Basketball Monster on our weekly schedule analyzer. All that information um, is over there, and I do recommend you check it out. What about for streaming? So, what? Well, actually, there are plenty of people new to this channel, new to fantasy basketball. What is streaming? Streaming is using one to two roster spots, depending on your setup, and you just churn through players. You just churn them through. Your worst player, again, that's why we might take some L's early on, because we might want to hold that guy because there's some upside to see how the role develops. But overall, in the end, if it's just not happening, you stream through. And instead of that guy playing and you get three games out of him, if you stream that spot, you might get six games. And volume in a weekly matchup is so, so important. That's what streaming is. It's just add a guy for one day, drop him. Add another guy for the next day, drop him. Add another guy for the next day, drop him. That's what streaming is. So how does streaming look for this week? The Lakers, the Clippers, and the Sixers all have three quality games. That's great. That means they play on three of the four low-volume days. 
we obviously love that. The Knicks and the Nets, the opposite. Zero quality games. So you're adding a fringe Knicks or Nets guy, like I mentioned before, Sharp, um, Cam Thomas, Quickly, Grimes, maybe Fournier. You might add them, and you don't play them at all. And that's a waste. We're streaming on those three days. I said Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. The Lakers, Clippers, and Sixers all have three quality games. They are not created equal. We'll talk about them a little bit more later. But the Sixers play three games, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. That is the best schedule. The first three quality days, they play. The Lakers, for example, play Tuesday, Thursday. That's good. But then they don't play Saturday. They play Sunday. So you, if you grab a Lakers guy on Tuesday, well, it looks good. Three games, three quality games. You sit there holding your dick on Saturday, waiting for this guy to play Sunday. So you've only really got the benefit of two games. The Clippers, for example, don't play until Thursday. So if you're adding a Clippers guy to start the week, you miss out on that Thursday. Now, of course, you can add a Clippers player on Wednesday and get the Thursday, Saturday, Sunday for them. But their value, given the fact that I think Wall, Kawhi, um, and Marcus Morris are probably going to sit one of the weekend games, that the value of guys is up and down. Covington, um, Powell, Mann, those sort of guys, their value goes up and down. And you've missed that early spot. So we'll talk about that in a second. We'll, we'll get to that. Won't, won't be too long. Just We'll get there. We'll get there. But now we're going to get right to talking about Rocket Money because we know that there's so many subscriptions around these days. And sometimes, it, well, not sometimes, basically always, it's really, really hard to keep track of what you subscribe to. Hulu, Amazon Prime, um, some beer delivery service, which I've, I've got as well. And you forget about them. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is here to help you get a hold of your subscriptions and cancel the ones that you don't want, the ones that you don't need, and the ones that you maybe have forgot about. So stop wasting that money on subscriptions. 80% of people have subscriptions they forget about. So go in there, get Rocket Money, again, used to be called Truebill, and get in control of those out-of-control subscriptions. Get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash locked on. Seriously, it could save you hundreds per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on. Got a new thing at Locked On after you listen to Locked On Fantasy Basketball as your first listen. What a new thing called Game to Game NBA. Every moment, every performance, every result. Locked On NBA Game to Game covers every game across the NBA with local analysis. So follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever else you get podcasts. Let's look at how back to backs play out for the week. Um, Saturday is one of our target days. Sunday is as well. There are no back-to-backs Tuesday, Wednesday. There are no back-to-backs Wednesday, Thursday. There are no back-to-backs Thursday, Friday. Back-to-backs don't start until Friday, Saturday, and there are a lot of them. The Rockets, the Pistons, the Spurs, the Pacers, the Grizzlies, the Nuggets, the Magic, the Celtics, the Raptors, the Heat, the Bulls. That's a lot of teams with back-to-backs. But while it can be great to think about back-to-backs and come in there and go, well, I'm going to add them and get the two games for one, remember, there's 11 games on Friday. That's why I've got you know that red highlighted there on Saturday. Saturday is the target target day. Friday is not. So if you add someone for that back-to-back, you might play them one game on Saturday and it becomes like a regular ad. One thing we do have to watch for are players who might rest. And I think the Rockets and Eric Gordon will sit one of these games, boosting up Jay Sean Tate and Tari Eason. The Nuggets will probably sit Jamal Murray and Maga Porter Jr. in one of the two Friday-Saturday games. 
I've also got the magic there because Jalen Suggs is ready to go. But after his bone bruise, you know, three or four days later, I think he might sit one of those boosting value of guys like Bumba or KK or Hampton. So I don't think there's any real rest risks on the Pistons, Spurs, Pacers, Grizzlies, Celtics, Raptors, Heat, Bulls. There might be, but I don't think there is. I don't think the Heat are going to come out and sit Jimmy Butler, for example, straight away. But of course, injuries can happen. The back-to-back that becomes more interesting is the Saturday-Sunday. Both are lower-volume days. Both you have the potential to add on a Saturday and get two for one. We've got four teams. Thunders, not Thunders, just the Thunder, the Clippers, the Kings, and the Cavs. The Thunder, well, I expect Shea, who's going to play to begin the year, I expect Shea sits one of these games. So Trey Mann, the Bronco, Jalen Williams, he gets a bit of a boost there, wherever his sound is. The Clippers, with that back-to-back that we talked about already, John Wall probably sits one of them. Kawhi probably sits one of them. Morris probably sits one of them. So Covington, Batum, Mann, Kennard, um, Powell, maybe Zubats. George, I think, plays both of them. But some value can open up there. So if you are in a situation... I'm going to talk streaming plan in a second. But if you are in a situation where you're using an ad Saturday, Sunday, like there's value here. Like Jalen Williams is a good ad. Pokashevsky is a great ad. Norman Powell's a great ad if he's available. Reggie Jackson might be worth it. One average game, one better game. The Kings guys. Harrison Barnes might be on the wire, but he'd be a good ad. Malik Monk, Davion Mitchell might work. The Cavs, maybe it's Dean Wade. Maybe it's not, but maybe Isaac Okora, maybe Karis Levert's on your wire, and you can get the two games out of them there. So what is a good streaming plan for the week? I think the way you maximize your games and maximize your chance at winning is by adding a Sixers player to start the week. They play Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Then you can drop them after Saturday. And then you have carte blanche to add whoever you want for Sunday. As I said, the Lakers have the three qualities. The Clippers have the three qualities. But because the Sixers have their three games first, and then you've got that, um, what do you call that? The opening on Sunday, that enables you to use two ads and get four games. Whereas if you add a Lakers guy at the start of the week, you get, three games from one ad. And you can't actually get that three games from one ad if you use something else in the middle. Now, this is all going to be dependent on what your weekly acquisition limit is and how many players you're willing to move through. But in terms of if you're using one streaming spot, the most you can benefit from it is getting four games out of that one spot. Remember, no team plays more than three games. This is why streaming can be important. So you get four games out of one roster spot and you got two ads to do something else. And maybe that involves streaming in a back-to-back like we talked about, or streaming in a Lakers player, or streaming in a Clippers player. There are 14 teams who don't have a quality game until Saturday. So that's almost half the league who don't play on a low-volume day until Saturday. So you're waiting until the end of the week where some of these free agents on the wire might not be useful for you. There are eight teams who don't play a quality game until Sunday. That's 22 teams who don't play a quality game until we hit the weekend. So using your ads wisely, if you are in that situation of chasing categories, which I would be much softer on in this sort of a setting in week one, but if that's what you're trying to do, so many of these fringe sort of teams, like let's look at a team like the Detroit Pistons, who don't play their first game until Saturday, or the Hawks, who don't play till Sunday. Right, so DeAndre Hunter might be on your wire. Oh, I'll grab him, stream him in. They've got three games. And then he sits there and you don't use him until Sunday. And you've burnt a roster spot and an ad for a Sunday ad. Like, what's the point of it? 
So again, choosing or checking, and I can't, I'm not going to run through all 22 teams here. You can check all this out. There is a link in the description to check out all of the schedule stuff on Basketball Monster, but the vast majority of teams do not play a quality game until the weekend. So if we're talking about the Sixers and that's the best way to do it, like it can be tough because Embiid, Harden, and Maxi, and even Tobias Harris, they're all rostered. They're your options. And then it gets down to who else is there. Well, obviously, the wave pool D'Anthony Melton would be the ideal one. So he is, if he is on your wire, he is an absolute, like you think he's probably a guy to roster anyway, but this is this is the week where it makes the most sense to have him. And then you get down to three other guys who I think, despite being not great options, couldn't can help you. You got PJ Tucker, three games from PJ. That's 90 minutes of action from one ad. The painter, Matisse Thibel, he might only play 17 minutes, but it's over 50 minutes of action in those three days. And then you've got Paul Reed or Montrez Harrell, depending on which way they go at backup center. But those guys can be streamed in and they're available in a lot of spots where you can add them, get Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday out of it, move on from them. Probably don't move on from Melton, but the other guys definitely, and then get someone else in on that Sunday. It's not the greatest week to get total maximization of a streaming slot, as I tried not to cough, but that is um, a way to go about it, I believe. All right, time for me to tell you that betonline.net is the number one source for football betting info this season. Screw football, though. We're at basketball. We've got an opening night here, guys, at BetOnline, and we can go and check out all that action for all of week one. The games are going to be up, loaded at betonline.net, and you can figure it all out. Whatever it is, play developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, scores. They've got everything, including live in-game betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. So if you want to have a look and see what the odds are for opening night between the Philadelphia 76ers and the Boston Celtics, betonline.net is going to have that for you. They're going to have everything, including Major League Baseball playoffs, the NHL, MMA, boxing, and even golf. So head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Okay, let's get in and finish this stuff off now. Um, front and back loading. The Clippers and the Bucks don't play until Thursday. So if you've got one of those guys, maybe you go, ooh, Javon Carter with Pat Connaughton out might be worth it. They don't play the first two days. The Clippers, again, is it John Wall you're holding on to? Is that worth it as a reserve who might play two games this week and doesn't play till Thursday? Mm, doubtful. They don't play till Thursday. And then the Knicks and the Nets, they're done after Friday. No weekend games at all. So those fringe guys, if you are looking to add someone on that weekend back-to-back and you're using a different schedule for streaming that, that, I, that I said before, like Knicks and Nets, Cam Thomas, probably wouldn't drop a Nick Claxton, but maybe a Joe Harris. I don't think he's really worth holding, especially if he's out. Royce O'Neal wouldn't be worth it. He's not worth holding for zero quality games. Like They don't play on the weekend at all. And it's worth noting how the schedule plays out. This is really important, this stuff. If you're in a weekly changes league, this is a league. If your league, you can adjust your lineup every single day. This next part is not for you. Let me get this clear. If you play in a league where you change your lineup every single day, this next part is not for you. This is for people who set their lineup once a week. Some guys who are available in under 50% of our leagues using our advanced metric. These guys are out there and I think they can be top 100, top 120 guys for the week ahead. Kelly Olenek, Caleb Martin, and Grant Williams. Two starters in Olenek and Martin. 
30 minutes for Martin, maybe 25 for Olenek, three games for each of those guys. And Grant Williams, probably 30 minutes off the bench. Now, in a weekly format league, it does not matter when the games are played. It does not matter at all because you set your 10 guys and you lock them at the start of the week. So while the Jazz or the Heat might not have the sexiest schedule in terms of where their games are played, the Jazz have one quality game. The Heat, for example, have one quality game as well. But they get three of them. And the three games of Caleb Martin probably pushes him in to a situation where in a category league, you can add him and maybe be, and maybe start him. Depending on your punts and your build and all that stuff. But there's a bunch of guys who I'm not sure are going to be worth starting for this week. Again, your miles may vary. Your situation is different depending on builds and strategies and that sort of stuff. But yeah, consider... The headmaster, Jamal Murray and Maga Porter Jr., they play two games this week, most likely, assuming they sit a back-to-back. Is it worth starting them in a weekly league? Julius Randle, Nick Claxton, they have two games this week. Spencer Dinwiddie has two games this week. RJ Barrett has two games this week. John Wall probably plays two games this week. Are they worth starting? Is two games of Nick Claxton, maybe 50 minutes? Is it worth it? I could get 60 minutes of PJ Tucker. I could get 60 minutes of another two-game player. Tiger's not a great example, but yeah. I don't think James Wiseman is worth starting. The Warriors do play three games, but I don't think he's going to... And he's rostered in so many... These are all guys who are rostered in like 75% plus of leagues. I don't think starting James Wiseman makes any sense for this week. So we've got Porter, Murray, Randall, Claxton, Dinwiddie, Wiseman, Rowan Barrett, and Johnny Wall as options that maybe you don't need to start this week. And some of them have decent-sized names there. In a points league, standard Yahoo points league, these are players who are available in over 50% of of leagues that might be out there that you can actually grab and start. Pat Beverly. Santi Aldama. He's available. You can can do that even in a category league. Kali Olenek. Alexei Pokashevsky. The Shark, Bruce Brown, because I, I expect that Porter and Murray will sit a game. Therefore, Brown's minutes will bump up in at least one, maybe two games this week. We've also got Murray might be hurt, and uh, Bones is dealing with some ankle problems. And then Caleb Barton, also a good ad for points leagues this week. And then in points leagues, guys that we can sit, Porter, Alex Caruso, the rabbit hunter. He's not a very good points league player. I think he's going to be squeezed for minutes with the Sunu out there anyway. I wouldn't bother with him. Brooke Lopez, two games only. James Wiseman, Mitchell Robinson's two games. Not a good points league guy. Robert Covington. Johnny Wall with only two games. Like, I don't think they're going to be worth starting in weekly lock leagues. And that is the week one preview done. Let me know what you thought. Is there something else you'd like in a weekly preview show? Drop it in the comments and subscribe. Hit the red button. Flick the bell. Ding-a-ding-a-ding. Thumb it up, up the middle. Drop your comments. And if you're following the podcast, it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Odyssey. Then you'll never miss an episode. Guys, thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.